Welcome to the Downey Livewire, a podcast by the Downey Patriot newspaper, sponsored by Labrie. My name is Eric Pierce, editor of the Downey Patriot, and we're joined today by Alex Dominguez, a friend of our podcast, a staff writer for the Downey Patriot. Thanks for having me again, Eric. Absolutely. Uh, so today we're going to, it was actually a pretty busy week in Downey. Yeah, so, it was. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to touch on some of the some of the news Uh you know, it's the dead of summer. There's not always this much news happening in Downey, but... Yeah, usually around this time, it's pretty quiet, and I don't know, maybe it's a, at least a blessing in disguise for us that there's been a lot going on, so it's kept us busy, but... Uh, yeah, so Alex is in the thick of all the news because he's our uh, he's our beat reporter. So, we're you know, we're recording this Friday morning. I have a copy of, of today's issue. So, Alex, I'm going to touch on a couple of articles, and then you give me some information and kind of give me some of your insights. Sure. Uh, top story, uh, the city council voted Tuesday to give healthcare workers a $25 minimum wage. Yeah, so this has kind of been going on for a couple of weeks, but you really wouldn't know it if you weren't paying attention to the... Uh, to the council meetings. Every once in a while, there would be a speaker or two. I would say maybe for two, three weeks, maybe a month, just coming up talking about uh, the minimum wage for healthcare workers and uh, wanting it to be set to $25 per hour. Um, You know, their argument is that for the last, gosh, two, two and a half years, they've been in the thick of the pandemic. You know, they've been effectively our front lines. They're going in, they're dealing with patients who have this potentially deadly disease. They're, and they're not only dealing with, you know, the, the stresses, the natural stresses of their job, they're dealing with physical, uh, mental, um, emotional you know, obstacles along the way. And some of them are, in the meantime, having hard times making ends meet. So this finally came to a head on uh, Tuesday, and there was a petition uh, involved that was submitted, and uh, they got their signatures, no problem. Uh, I think uh, they needed about 6,500 or so, and from what I looked at their stats, they they well exceeded what they needed. Um, Now, the city council had two options right they, could they had have three options three options they had three options so they could uh, send it to no- the november ballot and they, let voters decide. and let voters decide they could approve it outright as an ordinance or they could get a um an impact report which would basically mean they would go out and um they would tell staff to research it and talk to firms see how it would at least financially impact the city. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was quickly deemed to not really be a feasible option just because of the timing of everything. Um, you know, they have to have that report in by a certain time and then they would have to vote on it by a certain time uh, just to get it on the ballot. And they weren't sure they were going to be able to get an effective thorough report in the uh, amount of time they had. I think it was about 30 days from that point or something like that. But um, so it effectively came down to, okay, are we going to uh, approve this now or are we going to send it to the voters? And uh, they voted uh, 4-0. Claudia Fermetta had to uh, recuse herself just because she is uh, employed by Kaiser Permanente. Um, So she legally 
and ethically shouldn't uh, have any say in that uh, in that decision. But they voted 4-0 to send it to, uh, or to, to, I'm sorry, to not send it to the voters to just, uh, they just, approve, they to just approve it outright. They're actually the second. Um, I'm sure you and some of our listeners are aware last week, uh, Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti uh, signed it into law. And um, that's been kind of making waves. There were about 10 cities, I think, that they were really pushing to do this. I know one of them, it didn't, uh, they didn't get enough uh, signatures. And then a lot of them, they were either, there was a good combination of, they were either talking about it that same night in their own council meetings, or they were going to go and get reports. So um, there's a new, sorry, don't mean to cut you off. Yeah, no problem. So there's the, the big question that we're getting now is this new minimum wage, who does it apply to? So it applies to both clinical and non-clinical staff and basically private medical facilities. So we're talking your PIHs, your Kaisers, um, any clinics or facilities that may run uh, through them, uh, dialysis, uh, pri private dialysis centers. What the, uh, who this isn't going to affect are county. Um, such as Rancho Los Amigos. Yeah, like Rancho. It's not going to affect Rancho. It's not going to affect anything that's uh, like a county or um, the uh, one of the uh, examples given was like um, the, the Cal State hospitals or, or the, the University of California uh, hospitals, things like that, which I mean, obviously wouldn't apply here anyways. But um, it's basically just those private uh private facilities that this would come down. And like I said, this is clinical and non-clinical staff, everything from your your nurses down to uh, um, the guy who sweeps the floor every night. Uh, mm -hmm. It's it's not necessarily just those people who are dealing with patients, you know, on a direct basis. No, because I, I, I would think that, you know, the employees who deal with patients probably already make yeah, probably. $25 an hour. I'm just kidding, I can see. Interesting. So we're going to hear more about this, I'm sure, in, in the coming weeks, especially this is implemented and, and goes into effect. And the ordinance goes into effect uh, when? So uh, within 30 days per the city charter, there, uh, there was a little bit of a uh, miscommunication between uh, me and the city uh, when we when I spoke and tried to clarify because there was a lot of this 10 days, 10 days thrown around. But per the city charter, actually, it goes into effect within 30 days. 30 days. Interesting. Okay. Uh, it was a busy, busy city council meeting. Uh, yes. Another issue that came up was the uh, street vendors, sidewalk vendors. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we see them around parks and we see them, uh, you know, on, on sidewalks selling food and selling other, other items. Uh, there was, a, tell me if I'm wrong. But there was an effort by uh, Mayor Pro Tem Catherine Alvarez to possibly subsidize the street vendors. What's going on with that? So uh, I believe it was not, of course, not this last meeting, but the meeting uh, prior to that. So two, three weeks ago, um, Mayor Pro Tem Alvarez said, you know, I, I want to look at waiving the initial fees for um, permits for street vendors. As you know, like you said, uh, We've seen street vendors out by the parks, out by, you know, the edge of the city limits. Um, the problem is a lot of them aren't permitted. And um, that causes or that raises some concerns, you know, depending on where they may set up shop, depending on, you know, the quality of their product. We don't want people getting sick. You know, there's a process. But uh, 
Mayor Bertan Alvarez's argument was a lot of these people are struggling financially anyways. And then you're asking them to get these permits that are not or that aren't necessarily cheap. I think even just the street vending permit is about $60 somewhere in that ballpark. Um, and so she said, let's waive those and maybe that will uh, the initial uh, permits and maybe that will entice and encourage street vendors to come in and do it the right way. Mm-hmm. And uh, so staff went and they did their report. And it turns out it's not just, you know, that first permit that uh, Catherine, or, uh, Mayor Patem Alvarez was talking about. It was, uh, there's, you've you got to get live scanned. You've got to get uh, things from the county. You've got to get all these things. And all of them have these costs attached to them. So there's this discussion of, okay, one, how can we help them out? But two, how can we entice them and encourage them to, do this the right way because I think it was uh, Councilman uh, Mario Trujillo said it's basically the health of our residents that are at stake. We don't want people going out getting these you know products, eating them, and getting sick. Right. Um, and to to be clear, it's not against the law anymore. No. To to sell food and to to be a sidewalk vendor across California. However, you do need the proper permits mm-hmm. in order to do it. If you don't have the proper permits, you could be shut down by code enforcement, by the police. So the, the the key is this permitting process gives Downey an opportunity to regulate the vending yeah. as best as it can. Yeah. And uh, ultimately, they didn't come to a decision. Uh, they're going to have staff go back and do a little bit more research and see what they can do. One thing that was thrown out by, uh, again, Councilman Trujillo and... Um, he said, why don't we just allocate $1,000 for 10 vendors, $100 per vendor that they can use. But even after saying that, he threw a lot of doubt that it would be utilized, right. you know, because it is a rigorous process to go and get permitted and, and you know, do things the quote right way. Um, and he said, you know, we can allocate this and just see what happens. But he didn't think it, it was really even be utilized then. So it's still kind of up in the air. They're going to come back and talk about it later. But um, yeah, it looks like it looks like the city doesn't necessarily want to just write these people off. It looks like they do want to help and find some way. They're not saying they want to completely stop it, but they're saying Let, let's get these people uh, these people to do it the right way. Do it the right way so nobody gets sick and everybody mm-hmm. and everybody wins. You also want to be equitable too because. If you have, you know, vendors selling things without permits and they're not paying their fair share, you have restaurants, you have the brick and mortar restaurants who are, who are doing and, things right away. And that was brought up, too, is that some of these vendors are setting up in front, directly in front of these uh, these restaurants. And so that's that's yeah. an issue, too. Uh, another thing that happened at the uh, city council meeting has been kind of a controversial issue is increasing the hotel tax mm-hmm. here in down. You know, we don't, we, we have one hotel, the Embassy Suites. Uh, we have another coming, the Spring Hill Suites over by Dunkin' Donuts. But we have several motels that mm-hmm. this would apply to. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about the tax and what the city wants to do. So this is a transient occupancy tax or uh, what's also known as a hotel bed tax. Mm-hmm. Um, just... In layman's terms, if you stay in a hotel, you're getting taxed. Um, This isn't something that the regular average day-to-day resident of Downey is going to have to worry about unless they're staying at the embassy, 
unless they're staying at this new hotel once it opens, unless they're going to Rick's Motel or whatever, unless you're staying at a uh, a motel or a hotel in the city, you don't have to worry about it effectively. Um, and there, uh, I, I believe it was, uh, you have the article in front of you, I believe it was in 65 that it was originally yep. brought in, and then it hadn't been really adjusted until 98, 98. if I'm remembering yeah. correct. Yeah. Uh, and then that's when it was put at 9%. They're bringing it up to 13%. Or, well, they're, they're going to have the voters decide right. to bring it up to 13%. And the city is saying that they could bring in, uh, that if it's approved, it could bring in $95,000 annually in uh, new general fund money. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, anybody who knows anything about how the general fund works, that's your program, that's your city programming, that's your streets, that's your you know, whatever the city wants to spend on. Mm -hmm. And that's $95,000 uh, more money to spend. Yeah. Interesting. So, so in November, Dowdy residents will decide whether we want to increase our hotel tax. I don't know. Uh, I'm curious to see if it, if it's approved or not. I mean, nobody knows, but it's going to be interesting. I think what it boils down to is, Everybody gets kind of nervous when you hear the word tax. Right. So, um, and especially when uh, the word increasing is put in front of tax. Uh, but again, this is not something that unless you're staying at the embassy every night, um, it's not something you're, uh, the normal resident is going to have to deal with. No, but, you know, I, I will add, you know, working with some with some of the nonprofits in the community, I know there is a population in Downey who who's homeless and what i mean homeless is maybe they're not sleeping on the streets but they're sleeping in hotel mm -hmm. rooms and they're bouncing around from hotel to hotel and so this increase is going to affect people people like them you know when, when we think hotels i think sometimes we think you know we we think vacation yeah, suites yeah vacation that's not really the truth if, if you look at these small little motels and rick's motel look if you're staying at rick's motel you're, you're probably not in the best situation in life you know I'm, I'm i'm just being honest and so i think there is a perception of that hotel tax is going to be you know families going to disneyland or whatever that's not always completely accurate and i'm, I'm kind of giving my 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 opinion on this uh but it's a know, good point it, it's, it's it affects a lot of people mm -hmm. interesting um, you know, one thing that happened this week too, this wasn't your story, but there was a former Downey police officer uh, who was charged this week with a witness tampering. Uh, so that, that's kind of a black eye for the Downey Police Department. It was a, a detective, Eduardo Castro, uh, who was uh, charged by the Alley County DA. We don't know details of what he's accused of doing. Uh, but he is scheduled to be arraigned August 11th. Uh, uh, Castro was hired by the Downey Police Department in 2008, and his last day in Downey was uh, uh, in June, a month ago. Uh, we don't know if if he resigned. We don't know if he was fired. Uh, but I think more details are going to come out once he's arraigned and we learn more details. Um of those charges uh you know we covered we covered a lot alex anything else that, that's going on you want to touch on 
Uh, you know, I will throw um, one thing in. I was uh, I was at the concerts in the parks the other day, and I was uh, talking to uh, Parks and Rec uh, director uh, Jason uh-huh. and uh, Chacon. Chacon, yeah, and uh, the sports complex at Rancho is having their big uh, grand opening, ribbon cutting, however you want to put it. Uh-huh. Uh, I believe tomorrow, Saturday, Saturday morning. Yeah, so that's exciting. Uh, that's been something that's been in the works. Obviously, the, you know, the South Rancho campus, there's a lot going on with it and uh, a lot of eyes on it right now. But that's that's one of the big uh, things that everybody's been talking about is the Sports Center and that opens. So that should be exciting, exciting to that, see. That's going under the radar, but to, to see it open is, is kind of is actually kind of surprising because you, you kind of have to drive there to, to see it. Uh, but th- that whole campus is really going to start coming together soon. I know they started demolition. There's going to be housing there. Uh, there's going to be uh, possibly a, a, a light rail station. But tomorrow, grand opening is pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, one thing I wanted to point out too, uh, grocery outlet. Uh, they closed after it caught fire due to an illegal firework uh, last week. Uh, but they are opening uh, today, Friday. Uh, they're going to have a more proper grand opening celebration uh, also tomorrow, Saturday, at 10 a.m. Uh, with some giveaways, and they're going to be thanking the police and fire department. Uh, so if you shop at Grocery Outlet, uh, they're they're back open again. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Alex, for, for being here. Thanks for having uh, me. Thank you for, for, for joining us. And it's always good to have you on the podcast because you know so much about, uh, about Downey. You're very tuned in. And so, uh, so we, we appreciate your time. I appreciate you inviting me. Thanks Absolutely. so much. Uh, everybody have a great weekend. I uh, will talk to you soon. Bye everyone.